Welcome back to Watch. This is Dina here with my cuties and friends, Will and Rachel. And we are, oh, shall I say, diving? Wow. Right back in. Chills. <laughs> that just came to me. Diving right back in to Crescent City House of Earth and Blood. We're solving a mystery. We're flirting. We're meeting lots of fun magical creatures. Our new boyfriend. And maybe a new boyfriend. Yes. I actually think this is fun because I think we should all have a book boyfriend in this book. Oh, claiming. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, I think, Will, I think you no, should. No, this is a good segue because I was going to say, so yeah. this episode I think is fun. It's almost a sequel to Dina's from a couple a couple eps ago where we get a nice little tour. We're going to see some a couple different subcultures, mm-hmm. a couple of the little mm-hmm. neighborhoods. But we also are going to meet a character, a male character, who I think... Maybe we should abandon our current leading male character or <laughs> because his vibes are just off the charts. Mm-hmm. Yes. His, his, what is, the, what do the kids say? Oh, God. His riz. Yeah. He's risen, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's how they say it. Yeah. And then otherwise, this episode, like the rest of the episode is about rooting and I am a, basically a master. So I think I feel mm, well. You but. are. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. First, though, we're going to Mallorca. Get it? What? <laughs> because <laughs> I kind of botched this. Tonight on Love Island. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like we are meeting, we're about to meet like our basically aquatic Love Island contestant. Oh, like the whole time. A new bombshell enters the villa is what you're saying. Exactly. No, a new bombshell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so our sweet summer children decided last episode that rather than going to the sewers, they were going to talk to Hunt's contact at the blue court now is it like, like what's it called is it the realm of many waters the Forget. court of many waters that sounds, I don't yeah know. something like that yeah something like that so mm-hmm. this is the many waters folk right or something. right yeah so this is basically a civilization of merfolk that live under the river there are so fun it's so fun there are obviously many other aquatic creatures it seems to me that the merfolk sort of rule over them and are the humanoid type, I don't know, non-human people of it all. Apparently the lights can be seen sparkling under the waves at night, which just Mm. seems like such a vibe. So cool. I can imagine that, you know, apartment prices where you can see the sparkling mer city in the city are sky high. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so it seems like they have little kind of air bubble cities down there. Mm-hmm. And in a harsher time in the past, when there wasn't whatever, a unified government, the merfolk would sometimes kidnap humans and take them down there. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of fucked up. Or they would take them beneath with a yeah, capital B. beneath with a capital B. And the, you'd be trapped in the air bubble because obviously you couldn't swim that whole way unless right. you were yeah. a merfolk. And so the mer are, I mean, it's like, think the little mermaid. Right. That's basically what they are. Right, because they're, they're merfolk, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, think, like, if you need, like, a visual, like, think of The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Have you heard? <laughs> back in the zeitgeist. It is back in the zeitgeist. So I think the one addendum to that would, might be that their scales seem to be a little more varied than just fish scales. They can have stripes yeah. or specks or solids. They have different kinds of fins. And their magic, as one might expect, involves the water. And some are thought to be able to summon Tempest. Side note, Will, I love that their city is by invitation only. And there's one glass sub that goes in and out per day. Right. And damn, how do you get that, like, exclusive Mm -hmm. invite? Yeah. 
And so the the merfolk can shift into like a full human body. Their heels can kind of close up and they can start breathing air instead of whatever fish and such do to do that in the water. But they need to submerge in water once a day or they will permanently become human. Is this like a Little Mermaid? I can't remember if this is a plot point in The Little Mermaid. It seems sort of adjacent. I don't What I was thinking of, do you guys remember that Disney Channel original movie, The 13th Year? No. Oh my gosh. Okay, there's a cute boy with swoopy hair who's a star of the swim team until he turns 13 and all of a sudden starts developing scales and fins and stuff and he's turning into a merperson. He was, you know, my first cute mermaid crush until, of course, our current mermaid crush. But yeah, no no idea if that movie was good or not, but 20 years ago, I loved it. (laughs) What Disney Channel original movie was bad? They were all great. Yeah. Right. Bryce, I guess, knows all this background about the mer because... There was like a party mermaid on her floor. Freshman year. Loved this. Yeah, freshman year. And they brought in like a bathtub so that she didn't have to go back to the river. And she just threw parties that everyone got in trouble for. I had the campus drug dealer on my floor. Oh. And I got in trouble for like playing beer pong <laughs> with her once. So I kind of feel like I get it. Anyway. Wow, you get it. No, that's equally great. Although, I don't know. Yeah. Giant hot tub. Yeah. Like a big yeah. tub. It's a vibe. Pretty good. So the merfolk are ruled over by the River Queen, who seems more maybe than the other little neighborhood rulers to be the quasi-deity and kind of... Autonomous. Mm -hmm. Autonomous and almost beyond. She's the mind of a god. You know, you can't really know it or get it. She seems very elemental. Right. She's part spirit. Yeah. And it says that even Micah doesn't really fuck with her. Everyone just like, right. hey, a little right. afraid of her. She's supposed to be a daughter of Eugenus, mm-hmm. who I guess is a real god. Mm-hmm. And yeah. her sister is the queen of the ocean. So fun. And I was like, it's kind of fucked up that you only got one river and then your <laughs> yeah. sister has like yeah. <laughs> every ocean in the world. But I imagine there's some tension there. That can't be a healthy relationship. But maybe if she's in New York and her sister has all of the Midwest. Right. The river is like a pretty important river. Yeah. 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 Not, to, not to like blatantly display my New York <laughs> yeah, superiority. Sorry. sorry. We don't have any listeners in the heartland, I'm no, sure. No, we do. No, I love the Midwest. I spent years there. I love alienate. it. Right. Well, we have fa- we've famously lost the Catalans or the, or the yeah, rest both. of Spain. I forget. Wait, yeah. <laughs> we lost the whole Iberian Peninsula. It, yeah. It's been kind of tragic. Whoops. <laughs> I still get death threats. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's sort of the background on the merfolk on the court of many waters or, or the blue court whatever one calls it bryce and hunt go to the riverside to talk to hunt's contact the sense is normally kind of dangerous it's just like everywhere else in this world there are all these little monsters that might eat you or something and where we meet our favorite new fuckboy. But in, like, the truly best sense of that word. Mm-hmm. The best, yeah. Therian Kettos, who's just this hot mermaid. He has golden skin, abs mm-hmm. like you wouldn't believe. Of course. Jaw-length mm-hmm. auburn hair. I mean, it's not said, but obviously he has a chiseled jaw. Yeah. Curly. For sure. He doesn't have a weak chin. He doesn't have a weak chin. No. <laughs> and most importantly, he's <laughs> the cheekiest lad. He's so cheeky. He's the cheekiest lad. He is the cheekiest of all the lads, yeah. The whole time, I was thinking he would just be a contestant on Love Island. Oh, yeah. Wait, Will, are you going to talk about his stripes? Yes, he has stripes. He has, on his scales, I guess, he has sort of tiger stripes, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the pattern continues up his torso and along his arms, so I'm getting... I kind of missed that. ...cheeky tatted bay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's true. Tiger, fish, tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) 
caught. <laughs> so he and Hunt originally met while trying to solve the murder of Therian's sister, which is sad. Yeah. Ugh, and the yeah. other like little uh, detail is he is the head of the underwater CIA, basically. Mm-hmm. Again, we can kind of just get past that. Uh, that, though, I will say is generally hotter. Than cop. You know what I mean? He's spy. like the head of intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Um, like he's like a spy. Like. Right, sort of toppling foreign know. governments. Anyway. Yeah, I can't, I can't. <laughs> can't endorse I can't endorse that, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But I he, So he makes quite the entrance in that he, like, jumps up from the sea onto the ledge where they're sitting, and with his tail, he sweeps a crab off into the ocean, um, <laughs> which I was like... Poor crab. Poor yeah, little crab. And he immediately and shamelessly begins flirting with Bryce. He's like, he's on the dock and he's like leaning back. Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 So he's like, like letting his he's like, like take listen. a seat, legs, and tell me all about it. And he's padding next to him. And she loves it. She's like, you're trouble. But she goes and sits next to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's my middle name, actually. And the, literally the dialogue could be from Love, Love Island. This is yeah. like exactly the dialogue. Yes. Yes. No, it's like, could I pull you for a chat? This is exactly what happened. And he would be like, I don't know, what do you think? I was like, he would be like a tradie. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah, he could be a tradie. Yeah. I'm thinking he has like a thick, not a posh accent. No. No, no. This is like, it's like Essex. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like a cheeky plumber or something. Yeah. And yeah, so he just, right. He's like leaning back so his abs can just show and they're like glistening from the water and the sun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He tries to slyly figure out whether she's a boyfriend because he's like, what would your, like. Not slyly at all. (laughs) He's like, he's like. What does your boyfriend think about you hanging out with the shadow of death? And Hunt is just like rolling his eyes. Yeah. And uh, it's just great. And Bryce loves it because she she's a cheeky yeah. lass herself. Yeah, she's a cheeky lass. And how, how fun also. I mean, is there anything better in life than when you get to like flirt with slash be hit on by a hot guy in front of the guy that you like mm-hmm. and yeah. you're like lol yep. yeah like mm. he's like asking her to sit down and looking at her chatting with her and Hunt just has to sit down next to them and be like uh what like i'm here yeah. we're chatting we're all See, talking okay this is why <laughs> i'm perfect. shipping bryce and therian because they just get their, their humor jives better mm-hmm. you know <laughs> they both got the oh, chat. Oh, I thought you were shipping you and Therian. I mean, I would, but <laughs> it's just, I, <laughs> I I, think they, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the Love Island term is, but they seem to really get along. Yeah. They're like simpatico. Uh, he's he's, he's a, a bit of her, her is yeah. what they would say. He's a bit of her. Yeah. And Hunt, he just like doesn't have this kind of game, you know? Mm-hmm. He's not like a witty, <laughs> no. witty boy. He's spent too many years being tortured in dungeons to like. Yeah, I guess in his defense. <laughs> Hunt is rolling his eyes and thinking about the vibrators in Bryce's left nightstand yeah. <laughs> while this is all happening. As one does. So then they actually get to what they were coming for. They sort of explain everything. I will say that this started off purportedly being a secret mission, and at this point, they have... I know. Like, <laughs> They're just going about town told, like, telling everybody. Half the city. Yeah. Um, but no one seems all that concerned about it. This is for sure being covered on Crescent City, page six, where Bryce and Hunt had to get, like, Bryce in a tight green dress and Hunt scenes strolling yeah. the street. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're all over town. And it's, like, in this sort of surveillance state, they're telling everybody. Anyway. Yeah. So Therion hasn't really heard anything about it, but he agrees to check it out or whatever. The plot relevance is nowhere near as important as the energy mm-hmm. that Therion is bringing. So they agree to help each other or something. And then they look over and a ship is doing the little sailing death ritual thing. Mm. 
which Rach explained at some point. Basically, it's like you want the ship to sail to the island of death, whatever that's called, the bone yard, bone quarter. the bone, bone quarter. And if it doesn't tip over, then you have eternal life or something as a ghost or whatever. And if it does, you get eaten by the little like denizens. Yeah, does not sound like a good like I guess you've already died, but it doesn't sound like a no. good way to go. Right. I did love that they joke like I like. In this world, if that was like an actual, like you would joke, you would be like, <laughs> I hope your boat tips over. Right. You know yeah. What I they're mean? going back. Like, well, this is what I'm going to say. Therian does not really have the reverence for it that maybe others seem to because he just bets. <laughs> He's like, I bet like whatever that this one will tip over. But anyway, the bands are interrupted by <laughs> an otter. <laughs> oh. oh, my and not God. Just any Go otter. On. This is really the Red Wall, which I know you haven't read, but. Mm. Some of our listeners will have. So it's not just any otter. It's a messenger otter in a reflective yellow vest. Oh. The otter has a sealed wax message tube. And it turns out the otters in this world, they're not shifters, but they are more magical than they are in our world. They're like carrier well, as kitchen. far as we yeah. know. Sure, as far as we know. <laughs> as shout out for Otter Dynasty on Max. Oh, wow. Yeah, plug. Which you just have to kind of check it out for yourself. Yeah. It's like Game of Thrones oh, wow. meets Otter Families yeah. in Singapore? Question yeah. mark. Long story. We shan't say more. Yeah. So they're sort of like cuter carrier pigeons, which to now that I like to be clear... Are carrier pigeons a real thing ever? Or are they also sort of made up? That seems insane to me. Yeah. You could just train pigeons to fly somewhere. Anyway. Yeah. So Bryce cannot help herself. And she emits a, quote, high-pitched squeal. Because these otters are so cute. They're so cute. Yeah. She reveals this is part of why she wanted to move to the city in the first place. Which I found a very realistic detail about what draws people to a place they've never been before. Mm. Are these little, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the right word is, but. I love that she's, it was the, like, I thought they were the most magical thing Mm -hmm. I'd seen. Anyway, and then I was thinking about what other animals do we think have secret magic? Like in this world? Yeah. What do you think? Well, the orcas seem to be working together at the moment in a kind of class warfare orcas yeah for sure the orcas yeah yeah we we do you know say what you will about our stance on the integrity of the spanish state i think we are like firmly in the on the side of the orcas in their fight against the global yachting community yeah and proudly (laughs) proudly do we take that stand proudly Mm -hmm. so therian unfortunately leaves he promises if he hears anything to use an otter to find her oh we can only hope he does and on his way out another little detail that's just you know it's ready for the tv show the poor crab had just managed to get its way back up onto the dock and as he as he jumps off he again like knocks it into the water on his way out he's just like a cheeky cheeky boy poor mr crab So that was great. Mm-hmm. Now we cut now we cut to the gallery. It's kind of boring. They're being emotionally vulnerable. Skip, skip. Yeah, and it's just like she has Danica's jacket, and they're like, Oh, why do you have the like Hunt's like, why do you have Danica's jacket? And it's obvious. She says when they're talking about Danica's jacket that the tattoo on her back says the same thing. <laughs> yes. Supposedly, because that's what Danica told her. Apparently it's in some fancy alphabet that she dug up online. Yes. Well, I I'm glad you said tattoo because that brings us to Hunt making a joke that it's surprising Bryce doesn't have a tattoo of Jelly Jubilee. And she's mm, like, interesting that he's still thinking she's about like, that. 
how do you know I don't have one somewhere secret? And he starts furiously (laughs) thinking because of her early parading around the apartment almost naked. He's like, I've seen most of her. Like, where would it be? He's like going through like a list of like all of her body. And so his voice (laughs) drops an octave or two. Mm. And he asks, do you? We get this internal thing where she's like, if she was with anyone else, she would have said, why don't you come find out? And then now to quote the book, with any other male, she would have already been on the other side of the desk, crawling into his lap, unbuckling his belt, and then sinking down. I can't even say it. Just onto him. Wow. Riding him until they were both moaning and breathless. And they're like, they're like, they can barely, like, the sexual tension yeah. is just like, he is eye fucking her. Imagine Lily at this point. <laughs> she's Lili. like watching all these vampires and murder people like fucking on her iPad, but now she's not even watching that because <laughs> just she's just watching. like staring at them, being like, what is happening? <laughs> and it's just like, they somehow resist this. He mentioned Sabine, and I think that sort of just like mm-hmm. everyone calms the fuck down. But they're in basically private quarters where no one can interrupt them. I feel like the only way that yeah. I was like at this pitch that I would stop is it, like being in public. The restraint is the charts. Yeah. Uh, and Sweet Bryce is like, I can't hook up with him. It's not a possibility. The reasons for that started with him pining for a lost love mm-hmm. and ended with the fact that he was owned by the goddamn governor. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. Often I'm like, okay, whatever. To all these reasons, damn, if he's pining for a lost love, like that's mm-hmm. a legit. Yeah. yeah and lest we forget, he just told her he's been ruined forever. Yeah. Ruined yeah. for anyone else. We'll see if that holds up. Mm-hmm. They decide they have to go confront Sabine, who is, I think, now their chief suspect of in terms of who could summon the Cristalos demon. So that brings us to our next little subculture, which is kind of a vibe, too, which is Sabine obviously works slash lives at the Wolf's Den in Moonwood. And love the setting. <sighs> love the setting. Hate the scene. So yeah, this sad. seems a bit rough, but first the setting, which is good for so many yeah. reasons. So the headquarters, main living quarters of the den, it's 10 city blocks of wooded park, which is just 100% my vibe. Yeah. I feel like sometimes you walk through New York and they have these little secret private gardens for the rich people. And all you're allowed to do is- Yeah, like Gramercy Park. You can like like a little peon, you can look through the gate and just see a little, Mm -hmm. little glimpse of the heaven that's there. And this is kind of that. There's just a lot of open grass, there are flowers- the little wolf pups are just laying in the grass oh. with their elders. Oh. There's some huge, massive mansion thing with soaring ceilings. A villa. A villa. It's just amazing. And then, you know, when you think about how we should all be doing communal living, it, it really kind of just gets you. But wow. <laughs> so the setting's amazing. But yes, it just very quickly turns out this was a bad idea. Yeah. So Hunt and Bryce stroll up to the gates, which is guarded by a kind of replacement wolf pack. Danica's. A lot of hostile banter ensues between the pack's leader named Amelia, who is mean, but we later learn yep. in part because she was in love with Connor and that was never requited. Yeah. So it's like kind of hard. But she is really mean. Yeah. And the wolves are just making jokes about Bryce fucking people in bathrooms, a reference to obviously what she was doing when the pack was murdered. Bryce basically, this whole scene, is having one long, very understandable panic attack. Because she used to come here with Danica and, like, play with the pups. Mm -hmm. So they talk their way past Amelia, and they're passed off to Ethan Holstrom, Connor's younger brother, who we mentioned once before. He was star sunball player in college. 
mm-hmm. kind of destined to be part of the pack. And one of Bryce's very good friends before everything went down. But he has grown and changed in the interim. He left Sunball. So sad. I mean, he was already hot, but now he's like a hot older man. Not like not like mm-hmm. older, older. He's like whatever. He he did the drop at twenty something, which early for a boy, as per yeah. Our but discussion. he's like you know, it's like that thing where you have to just like grow up quickly. Yeah, but I think that's why he did it. And we learned that Connor raised Ethan because their parents, in sort of I think unexplained circumstances, died. So it's like not only was it his older brother, it was his effective parental figure who was killed. Yeah. And we also get an insight into why he was so mad with Bryce. And, you know, in his defense, it's kind of justified. Yeah. Because after it happened, he called her and texted her frantically. And he continued to do that over the next few days. Details came out and and she just never once returned his calls or texts, which is like a kind of normal shock thing, I guess. But then over the course of the next two years has never called or reached out to apologize either well she doesn't have anything to apologize for i've uh, like apologized for not returning his calls or texts i don't think so because well the last thing he said was you're not welcome at the sailing none of us want to see you here kind of thing okay but just like in the context of they were really good friends they both lost all these people that meant so much to them and i think everyone deals with this stuff in their own way you know totally yeah but i'm also like did she even have her phone like where did her phone even go? Wasn't she like in the holding cell? Of yeah. the pl- you know what I mean? But it wasn't just one day. It was weeks of this, you I know? know? And I think that for me is like yeah. at a certain point. Yeah. No, I think he felt betrayed by her in a number of yeah. ways. A, the bathroom fuck. B, to the... Me, I, don't, I don't care about the bathroom fuck. Not But the, the like the communication, I do. I don't know. If you're like good friends with someone. I don't know. I think if, if they tell you that you can't come to her funeral and nobody wants to see you, I think I'd be like, all right, well, okay. My perspective is it's not. He hasn't handled things very well, but it's not unforgivable that he hasn't handled things very well to me. Okay. And and same for Bryce, maybe. Right. Yeah. So that was my main point. And I need him to be redeemable because I have hopes that he's gay, which I I don't think is true, but I have hopes. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, I'm not hating on Ethan. It's just all really sad. Yeah, he's pretty sad. So Ethan takes them to Sabine. She's mean, as usual. She basically demands Danica's sword and then tells them to get the fuck out. When Hunt and Bryce asked her why Danica was stationed at the temple the night of the theft, which they found out from Declan hacking or something, Sabine Mm -hmm. says... Danica wasn't at the temple. And so they're like, okay, she's lying to us. That's suspicious. On their way out, Ethan catches back up with them. And we see a little, the embers of their friendship are like kicking back up a little bit because Bryce warns him about the murders. Again, approximately the 15th person (laughs) who knows now about this secret (laughs) investigation. Our poor man or woman's Hardy Boys slash Nancy Drew crossover duo debrief over bowls of cereal on his three. Which I was laughing because it was like he devoured no less than three bowls of cereal, but then it's like puffed rice floating around. I'm like, are they eating Rice Krispies? Like, I have to have three bowls of Rice Krispies. I think Krispies it is Rice Krispies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They sort of conclude that even if Sabine is their number one suspect, she is difficult to touch because she effectively leads all the wolves and that gives her a degree of political protection. And so then Isaiah texts Hunt and then Jessica texts Bryce being like, get back to work or I'll turn you into whatever creature. Which I'm obviously pro-worker and I support people not really trying that hard at work in most situations. But it, it seems like Bryce is not the most diligent of workers. And I do kind of feel like Jessica does need to be sort of constantly on her back if, if she's going to get her work done, which is fine. Wow. They were just having lunch and I don't know that she'd gotten yeah. to work yet. Wait, one moment though that I loved in this was in Bryce 
and Hunt's conversation when Bryce shares about her dad, about how he served at the front. And then Hunt is like, oh, yeah, I know him. You know, I never like fought beside him. But, like I was there or whatever. And Bryce says that he didn't only train her as a sharpshooter, but like also with knives. And like she had to like be able to pin him to like go to college. Yeah. And then I don't know if you skipped this purposely, but I just noticed that she went back to thinking about the moment where I guess there was that motorcycle accident with Danica. Yes. Where we still don't know what happened. But now to me, she definitely we're getting people. we're getting glimpses into this flashback. It sort of yeah. builds across the course of the book. But yeah, she has a badass dad who equipped her for this harsh world. So the rest of this episode is like we get a bit more about the brooding that both Hunt and Bryce are going through and then some slight plot developments. Slight? <laughs> okay. We'll Go see. on. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce is chatting up Juniper on the phone, who's super busy living her life as a potentially star ballet dancer. Yeah. And it's like it's like fun because they get to talk and Bryce is so supportive of Juniper's career. But because she's working so hard to actually land the starring role this summer, she can't really hang out with Bryce that often. Also, I love that she's trying to get Juniper to come over and watch some trashy TV. Beach House Hookup is on tonight at nine. Love. <laughs> Just bringing our all the love island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 100% the same. And Juniper is trying to like get Bryce to come out of her shell a little bit and is like, you know, my dance instructor who's super has these like, super exclusive classes, but I saved you a spot twice. It's like two hours twice a week, which let me just say that's actually a lot of time to commit to an extracurricular activity, but especially on top of your sort <laughs> yeah. of murder investigations. So they finish their call. Bryce then calls Fury. It goes straight to voicemail. And she's doing this, we realize, because she's alone. Hunt is gone yeah. for the first time in, it seems like, forever. Because the Triarii crew has, like, a weekly bar hang that he's never gone to before. But I guess Bryce has sort of juiced up his social battery. And so he was like, okay, maybe I'll go this week. No, I think it was sweet because he was, wow, I've never had a friend the way that Bryce and Danica yeah. were friends and all these people. And he's like, maybe I could have a friend. And so he goes to the bar. <laughs> sweet yes, man. Truly. You know? And so he goes... Justinian is there, Isaiah is there, Vicky's there. We learned that he hadn't gone previously because he didn't want to be reminded of the camaraderie of the 18th or whatever it is. Aww. But Bryce is bored. And she's bored in that way where, you know, she. I think there's a note that she looks at the clock and it's only 5.30 and she has no plans. And she's like, am I going to be like watching yeah. TV? Which is like, that's a real feeling. <laughs> Wait, and my favorite part of this, Will, was that it talks about how she's grazing on the snacks in her fridge. They're all going bad, even though Magic kept most of the food in her fridge right. fresh, but there were rational <laughs> limits. This is another like little world building detail where it's like, yeah, you would have Magic to keep things fresh. I would hate that because I'm already so bad at eating leftovers. Yes, yes. You you, you seem you like you and Bryce would have the same French journey, which is like all the magic yeah. in the world could not keep food from spoiling there. No. Right. Yeah. I felt really seen by that. OK. So anyway, she's moody. And so she goes on a run, which is like a healthy thing to do. But she goes on a run after promising Hunt that she would not leave her apartment. Obviously, though, as boneheaded as he sometimes seems to be, Hunt is not a complete idiot. So he had left Naomi to sort of watch and he's only a half a beer deep at the bar when Naomi calls to say um your girl just left <laughs> sorry 
So he leaves, he goes meet her. They're in some kind of arc situation. Bryce is just in a dark spot and it's like, nothing is important. And they make some half-hearted banter, but they're kind of both in a funk. And then to sort of snap them out of it, out of the bushes, a Crystallos jumps on Hunt. Ah! Yeah, and they like fight and they kill it. There's like more details, but whatever. I think the only notable detail is that he tries to use his lightning powers to kill the wee demon thing, but they're not working after the Crystallos bites him. He manages even without his power to chop his head off. Everybody shows up to this emergency. Yeah. Sabine, all the angels, all the medwitches, the Triarii, Rune, Mike, literally everyone shows up. So our girl, the medwitch. Our secret medwitch queen. <laughs> yes. Uses leeches <laughs> to suck the poison from Hunt's arms. We learn through this experience that it seems like the demon's venom nullifies power, which mm. sort of explains why Micah was taken down, because he probably hasn't ever had to fight without his immense reserves of power that caused panties to drop or whatever it was. <laughs> 10, right, at the mere sound of his voice. Maybe that was the vampire. Who can say? <laughs> Micah arrives and Micah proceeds to burn the demon and everyone's like what are you doing we need this demon to study or something but Micah's just thinking about PR he's like right. I do not need this on the news I do not need Sandriel to find out so he's like promising yeah. everyone to secrecy even though there are 30 people there Hunt and Bryce think wow we must have really hit a nerve but Bryce has this kind of in her back of the mind thought wondering this seems scary but also kind of easy to kill how does it make sense that one of these took out Danica and the whole pack yeah our detective pair finally bring to Micah their suspicions about Sabine and he's basically like we need more proof I I can't do anything. This circumstantial yeah, evidence. Okay, we get to end on another great scene this episode. Mm, my yeah. favorite. It's probably my favorite chapter in the whole book. Really? Okay, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's... Sorry, I don't want to ruin it, but it will be raining. Which is, I mean. That is scenic. Okay, well, you guys should jump in because to, you know, make sure we don't miss any of your favorite parts. So Bryce is traumatized from this attack as one should be and hunt flies her back to the apartment we have another kind of scoop situation she's like scooped up Mm -hmm. flying back to the apartment a storm hits when they are two blocks away so it's raining it's raining all wet they land they land and his arms remain around her waist holding her and then hunt couldn't help the thumb some more thumb play Mm -hmm. hunt and his thumbs the thumb he swept over her ribs couldn't stop himself from doing it a second time. It's, it's getting toasty. It's getting so, like, the temperature is, like, slowly raising. She swallows. He tracked every movement of her throat. Like, ah. Ah. She leans forward, wrapping her arms around him, and they start, like, nuzzling. Her hands yeah. are exploring his spine. He grazes his nose against the rain-slick column of her neck. Mm-hmm. Fuck, she smelled so good. I love when she says, this is like fantasy version of I love you, which is, I'm glad you're not dead. Yeah, I'm glad you're not dead. You know dead. what I mean? They just both almost died together. They like tried to save each other. And then it's like, I'm glad you're not dead is basically like, I'm in love yeah. with you. And so he's like nuzzling her. She's <laughs> tipping her chin up so he can like nuzzle more. Mm-hmm. His lips start getting involved. Her fingers are tightening in his back. She arches slightly into him into <gasps> including into the hardness that ached behind the reinforced leather of his battle suit 
obsessed that she clarified that the leather right. was like, reinforced. Right, you know that's like a, that's like a stiff leather. That's, that is yes. like, that. And that this, this hardness is coming through this very stiff leather. Right. Wow. <laughs> He wow. runs his he runs his hands down to her quote perfect sweet ass that had tortured him since day fucking one. And it is just like we are like on the precipice of both the roof. Yes. And all of this sexual attention boiling over and then bang, bang. The door to the roof opens and it is the go-to bone killer Sabine who's mm-hmm. showing up. Yeah. And with that sweet failings I think we're going to have to leave you in suspense. I feel like we keep getting so... We're like, they're flirting, they're flirting, they're flirting. Now they're almost dying. They're flirting, they're flirting, they're flirting. They're almost dying. I'm like, oh my God. That's Sarah J. (laughs) That's Sarah J. Sarah Jane. Really, absolutely killing me with this one. Will, thank you so much for taking us on this tour. We'll be back next week. Come say hi on Instagram, TikTok. Throw us a five-star rating. Send this episode to your group chat. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. Send us some otter mail. Yeah, we uh, accept. We we do accept reviews via otter messenger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Take care. See you Bye. Awesome.